cartridge audio. My name is Trevor Strunk, Pinklebon on Twitter, and I have with me one of our uh, rare uh, returning guests. Uh, just a, always a pleasure to have a returning guest because uh, it means that I haven't uh, completely burned the bridge when we did the first episode. Uh, but here we are with, uh, with with Mr. Chris Person. Chris, hello. Hi. This wow, is Chris is... Person. <gasps> it, I, I promise that's not the only thing I got. I didn't pay for the cameo this time that's around. True. Um, I'm not <laughs> on a cameo yet. I haven't monetized that income stream. I think that might be a mistake uh, to monetize the income stream. It seems like that would be kind of a nightmare if you had to like do a curious cat, but for videos and uh, yeah. got paid for it. I also don't know how you would set up a workflow of getting like like an Apogee duet, uh, you know, like get a Hey LPR 40 into an Apogee duet into a phone. I don't yeah, think you can just like upload video. I don't know how Cameo works. I just know that like it's a mess. I mean, I know you can get like... Um, Famous coaches to say things like, "Hey, you know, uh, oh, you know what? Uh, no, I remember the um, so my my stepbrother, or not my stepbrother, my uh, brother-in-law, got uh, one of his students got famous uh, Eagles uh, walk-on. Uh, um, no, no one cares who's listening to this show, but uh, a famous sort of like ex-Eagle uh, guy to uh, give him a pep talk about how good a teacher he was." So they got a, uh, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. Why not? Yeah, sure. Yeah, that stuff is fine. The stuff where it's like, you know, I get to ask, I don't know, like um, the guy who voiced uh, the colonel in uh, in Metal Gear, like what he thinks about Bernie is a little weird. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It, it reminds me of um, early on in Fiverr's history. There was that one, mm. um, I believe Nigerian, I can't remember, but a guy who they would get like to say, like 4chan got to say like Pepe memes a little bit. Yeah. And like that always felt like weirdly exploitative and like bizarrely like mean in certain ways. But in other times, like, I mean, it, it really just depends on who you're getting to do it. Like I know Stefan um, from Block Party has had a lot of fun uh, with like Polly Shore and shit. And it's like, oh yeah, okay, if the yeah. person's evil, this is fine. You know what I mean? If the person's like a washed up evil person, then you, you go ahead. It's fine. Like make fun of them. Go bother um, Chris Catan. It's okay. Or like, then you have people who are professionals on there who are, you're like, damn, yeah, that was worth money. Um, yeah. It's just, it is like, it is like that unregulated wild west at this point. Like when, uh, like when Patreon was first kind of taking off or like when, um, I Fiverr is a good example, actually, where like you, you could get all sorts of weird stuff and it was just kind of mixed in a melange. Like I bet in a year there'll be Cameo Pro and Cameo Amateur and it'll be like wildly stratified. I'm sure they'll find a way to make it suck and, and weird and like extra commodified because like some VC guy tells them they need to like, I don't know, they're not doing enough with Zoomers or something like that. I love VC guys because of how little money they actually make. Uh, these people and how important they still are considered. They are vampires. It's true. Um, they are the the worst fucking people on earth, and they, uh, yeah, not a fan. You for, might for, be surprised. I was going to say you might be surprised, listeners, to know uh, where Chris used to work, which is uh, uh, the the place uh, Kotaku Online. Um, which last time I was on, I remember very very vividly, um, accidentally saying you worked at Polygon. That was um, very funny. Yeah, every everyone made fun of me. But, I think it's uh, funny, yeah. I appreciate that. I, I still confuse them. I think I confused it when I was talking to Dia, um, but maybe it was off mic. Like when I told her, I was like, is it Polygon or Kotaku? She was like, how do you confuse those two? Um, just the same sort of number of letters. But yeah, uh, GMG Media famously purchased by a bunch of, uh, I, I'll say it so Chris doesn't have to, uh, vampiric monsters, uh, 
wanting to suck the marrow from one of the only good things on the internet. Um, and, uh, yeah, successfully done so. Yeah, no, they, they, they suck. Um, I think I'm allowed to say that they're, I'm allowed to say they're not good. No, it's fine. Um, (laughs) I'm allowed to say the VC guys, uh, suck. Um, and that they take something that is usually profitable, um, that turns a profit and then find a way to badly, I don't know, make it look like Forbes from 2008. Um, and run just about as well and like put the same kind of tabula ads on there. And it's like nobody who works at those sites likes that. I can just tell you straight up like nobody. And I, and I have nothing but love for the people at still at GMD. I think it's, uh, there's a lot of talented writers there. Oh, and sure. Like a yeah. lot of talented video producers that like do not have their work displayed in a way that is uh, cohesive or conducive to uh, success. Like, yeah, I remember when. Oh, good. Go ahead. No, it's fine. I remember when David Roth was still at Deadspin, um, and he tweeted about this. So, but like it, the uh, like the remember some guys videos would just constantly pop up at the bottom and just like over overlay over articles and stuff like that. And he was like, "I really am proud of these. I don't want them used this way. Like this sucks." Like, yeah, why, no, they why? they they would yeah. um they would do that shit and then never consult any of us. Ugh. And like, so it was always just like. A bunch of people like uh, tinkering around with the structure of the site, having meetings about it, and then like never telling anybody involved. And then we we would turn the fu- we would look into our, our site, and then it would just be like something auto playing in the middle of a like a State Farm <laughs> ad or something like that. Just awful, awful crap. And like and none of it usable. All of it like you know O and O video players built from the ground up from scratch. Uh, just awful, awful choices across the board. And. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm I'm very sore about that. I'm also very sore about making them sw- making us uh, switch off of YouTube uh, because you can monetize YouTube very well. It turns out, um, but well, again. and there's and like that's a VC thing where it's. Uh, I promise, listeners, we won't just talk about, about venture capital the whole time. Although maybe you want us to, sure. Um, but like the uh, you know like that's one thing about venture capital that really bothers me is that like these these understandings of how revenue streams work are always about. Well, okay, the revenue stream works via literal tangible money, and that's it. As opposed to like, you can monetize via YouTube, yes, and get money from it, but also you just get a brand via YouTube, and then people go to the site to see the stuff that you put out. Like, it's not like those views go into the ether and disappear. Also, there's like, like useful. There's a, and this is very inside baseball, but like, there's a very specific, like, I mean, there's a reason why fucking Vox and shit, like, use YouTube and never worked yeah. there. But I know that, I know that, like, there are certain sites that have, like, ad rev split deals where it's like you get all of the fucking uh, money that's, like, on, you get, like, 100% of the cut that's on site and then, like, the same cut you would get on YouTube. And it's like, well, dude, that's free real estate, man. You're fucking up. <laughs> and, like, yeah, yeah I mean, no, obviously, like, outsourcing to another company is not, like, the best way. But, like, when you have, like, I don't know, three people on a site doing video tops like i don't know man maybe fucking go with the thing that works and not the thing that doesn't yeah no absolutely and i mean it it it, it's funny to imagine someone saying like we don't want youtube as opposed to going to youtube and saying like hey uh you're a famously uh you're famously into having money uh is there a way we both can have money yeah, and don't get me wrong, YouTube's like trusting YouTube isn't great, but like I don't know. Yeah, maybe, also evil. Maybe <sighs> cobbling together a a, a a player from scratch is also and having it break all your analytics. You know, theoretically, <laughs> not not thinking of some examples for the better part of a year is also probably not a good way to sit, make money, particularly. And then you know, I don't know, maybe lay off half of your video staff. 
<laughs> people are calling it the Kinja of video players. And more um, and more people are calling it the Kinja of video players. <laughs> more and more. People are here saying it all over. Sorry, I uh, talked into a Coca-Cola bottle, so it must have I like, a weird well, echo. No, it was it was it was very Trump though. I think that was a meta Trump impression. Like talking through a soda bottle is is like something I could see him doing in a press conference. Um, so, tell us what you're doing now. So, like you are you are famous for um, I don't know. Famous maybe is is a is no, a way to make you no, self conscious. Famous. No. <laughs> uh, well, insofar as anyone can be well known, you are well known for uh, doing um, a a video series called Highlight Reel. Mm-hmm. Um, and now are still doing a video series called Highlight Reel. So mm-hmm. would you tell anyone who doesn't know, although pretty sure most of my audience knows you, but if they don't, tell them what Highlight Reel is and then also sort of the, we could talk about the journey of getting it to where it is now. Yeah, so um, it's a video series like that is just uh, some of the best recent clips from around the gaming world. Uh, it's weird. It started off as more of like, like I guess, esportsy. Um, and then we, you know, a lot of it's user, su- user submitted. So we have an email address. It uh, used to be uh, highlightreel.kotaku.com. And now it's uh, clips at highlightreel.info. So please update uh, your, uh, your inbox and send, uh, send any clips you have to clips at highlightreel.info. But it's weird because um, I made it originally with um, the, the then other producer, Steve Marinkantz, um, and then he got laid off as well. And then like, I became the basic like voice of the show and all I've, I've always been the voice of the show, but I've always, uh, I've been the person like maintaining it basically. And it's, it's interesting. It started off as a little more, a little more like general game stuff, esportsy stuff. And then as time went on, it's like, Oh, also there's just like a lot of stuff that breaks in games. And it, it's, it's interesting when you taught, when you, something that I think can only have happened with the share button Mm-hmm. And with like the um, prevalence of capture devices is when you give people capture devices and give people the ability to record any part of their gameplay, they will just record the game breaking like the game will break. Yeah. Stuff will happen. It will be, you know, it's it's T posing, you know, just um, Joe Biden esque game physics behavior. Why? I mean, why? Why? Why record anything else? Like, I don't think I've ever shared something from a game that I've been like, "Wow, this is." Yeah, actually, that's not true. I shared a clip. For, I literally last night shared a screenshot from uh, the friends of uh, uh, Ringo Ishikawa um, because that game is gorgeous. Uh, but uh, any sort of like PlayStation game, right? That I'm playing, I've never shared a screenshot and said like, "Wow, this this Vista is amazing." I'll share a screenshot and say like, "Ah, horse on building." Yeah, horse on building. <laughs> that's what yeah. you do. Or like, um. You know, someone, you know, uh, a, a cutscene breaking in a very funny way, like like yeah. thir- three three people, like three versions of your model breaking, and then someone <laughs> saying like, "Hey, check out the new you!" Accidentally, it's like just the right time, and right. like there's so much comedy that just happens generatively within these games. Um, and so we leaned a little more towards that, and eventually that became a lot of the show. And then like, as people like people are like, "I don't, don't want to see any glitches. I want plays." And then people are like, "I want to see more plays. I, w- I don't want let's let's glitches." And it's like. I'm going to get both guys. Um, I want to do somebody, you know, getting a headshot from like 55 miles away and then like somebody trying to break the game and, you know, like GTA stunts. GTA is great for it. Any open world game is really good for it um, because you can do a lot of stuff with um, tasks that are are created by the player. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like um, – uh, GTA Online is, is is great for that because like people will be like, okay, I want to do the donut hole jump, 
with the parachute, like through the donut hole in through here and then do this. Or I want to like find a way to like break this car to do that. But then you'll also have like cutscenes where like somebody will like an NPC will keep punching Trevor in the head and he'll continue to do the scene. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like and there's so much comedy that you can get for that. Right. And and that's what ended up getting to be a big part of the inbox is, as it grew and grew. I would just get like 100 clips a week of just like you know, not all of it's great or not, not all of it's like worth highlighting, but like it's, it's important to that person. And like, you just get a lot of that stuff. Um, the Witcher, oh God, the Witcher breaks in such good ways. Mafia three is probably the most broken game. Uh, <laughs> one of the best written and most interestingly broken games at the same time, like tragedy that that game was not served correctly. Yeah, I remember being really excited about it. And then uh, everyone being like, oh, it's just kind of repetitive and broken. I was like, oh, that's great writing so fun it's really yeah cool. no, i mean it looks really cool amazing yeah you know it's funny because like this reminds me of and i never really thought about it in terms of um the content you and then uh, actually i guess just yeah you you do best so I'll, I'll go with you um you produce with like sort of like highlighting these glitches it reminds me a little bit of you know messing around with the possibilities of a game um after you've sort of either done everything or decided you don't care about doing any of the other stuff like yeah. um something like pilot wing 64 or something like that right or i guess the original pilot wings too but i'd like more memories with the latter where like you you're just like okay i'm going to try and hang glide um you know past the edge of the earth or i'm going to try and like fly this plane up so high i remember doing this in a bunch of flight simulators when that's all that seemed to be on pc available to me just like how far can i fly up towards the sun uh, how far will the game let me go fly exactly straight up in the air? Um, stuff the game would never ask you to do because it would be like, if not impossible, then <laughs> completely ridiculous. Uh, but stuff that like if you set as a parameter yourself is automatically fun because you're your you're your boss at that point. Yeah, and and like, God, it's weird. Um, I think that's where a lot of speedrunning comes from. Um, oh. I think that's where a lot of people who like break and mod games, which is becoming a, like one thing now. Um, yeah. Uh, a bunch of clips I'm pulling for this week's episode. I'm not sure when it comes up, when this episode's going to go up. Uh, uh, you mean this one we're recording now or yeah. the one you're making? Uh, yeah. Probably this week. Okay. Well, either way, there's somebody, uh, people in Japan have found a way uh, in the Japanese like Breath of the Wild community have found a way to um, to basically break Link's spine. <laughs> so his like his like lower torso, you can't see. I'm making this 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 motion. His lower torso is like here, and then it's just like this, like like it stretches outwards and then it goes up. And so oh. they like just they're just just, just this a horrible breaking thing. It like involves going to a very specific shrine, going to a I think bombing something, and then like going down an elevator. Um, but they found a way to do that. And then it's just like clips of them like you know posing for the camera, like beating the game. Like, and just like being Link, Link, I love you. And then it cuts to him and he's just like this fucking horrible monster. <laughs> and like, that's like, that's like sort of adjacent to speed running. That's sort of adjacent to modding. And it's like, but it's also its own thing. And it's like really yep. hard to, to quantify that. It's not something you see necessarily all the time in like, in Twitch, because Twitch is this very like weirdly specific commodified thing. I mean, like you get like speed runners who are great. They're the best part of Twitch. Uh, oh, 100%. Speed I think runners, like- go ahead. Oh, speedrunners and like personalities. Like I, I'll, I, I was saying yeah. the other day, like, and, and not like personalities, like Doctor Disrespect or whatever, but like personalities, like, uh, like, well, like Stefan, like the Go Off Kings, and mm-hmm. Stefan, Jesse, Rob, and um, at all, um, who like 
will play games, but primarily you're not watching the game so much as you're just like watching them play the game. Almost yeah. like a like I like these personalities, I like these people. I wonder what it would be like when they play Rocket League. Um, yeah, totally. That or speed running is really all I care about. Um, actually, low key, my actual secret favorite is um, oh god, what is it? Um, Beat Saber people from Korea. Oh, have you cool. ever have you ever seen those people? They're, no, but I can imagine. No, okay. So, um, a uh, big part of that is that they got uh, Vive trackers, and they okay. do like third. They'll do um, like sort of augmented camera stuff. So instead of seeing it from their POV, you're seeing an anime character uh, or a furry doing the Beat Saber. Ah. And this is something that came up about like. I don't know, like a year or two ago. And they've gotten just like progressively better at their avatars. And it's always either anime girl or uh, furry avatar. And they are good at that game. They are really, really good at that game. They destroy it. So it's just watching like a furry with lightsabers from like the third person perspective, like fully um, mapped onto this character with these little pucks that they put on, you put on your legs. Um, that's such a good idea. That's like such a good idea. A friend of mine does a lot of like um, AR stuff. So a lot of okay. uh, VR puppetry, he, like he's a, 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 does that for like art galleries and stuff like that. And so we, we became very obsessed with that uh, where it's just like people who've gotten better at like VTuber stuff or like augmented reality puppet stuff, which is something that I've been getting into a little bit more yeah. and something I want to experiment more with is like um creating like a virtual avatar basically and like doing face tracking stuff like that stuff's really really interesting to me because like of how it reflects on personality and what you're doing Um, yeah i was actually i was watching a clip someone had posted someone retweeted uh it was a friend of mine who retweeted it where um someone who had like a uh a v-tube or an avatar i'm not really sure the difference at this point but like uh i think they had like mapped their reactions onto an anime girl basically and it was this uh, Japanese woman doing a stream of Mario One, just with just using English. And I mm-hmm. guess like she she sort of says up front like, "This is because I don't know English very well. If I speak Japanese, I I have to, I lose. I have to turn off the stream." And mm-hmm. so like she's just trying to speak English the whole time. And I would think that the anime avatar would do nothing to improve it. No. Um, that like you just want to hear the funny. You might even want to see the person dealing with it. But for whatever reason, the way that that mapping works and the way watching that like it is much more enjoyable than just having it with no avatar or having it even with a camera. Like it is, it's personified in like a, almost a, 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 a more intense way. Yeah. Watching like an, a, a weird cartoon, try to figure out what a simp is, is, is incredibly funny to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just really good. Um, no, yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, there's a lot of stuff you can do with like gender to some character. There's a little bit of a side tangent, but like, um, but it's to say like, I don't know. It's it's been interesting to quantify like what what people do when they're allowed to record and they're allowed to create stuff and they're allowed to break games. And um, mm-hmm. but yeah, getting back to the topic, like as um, as the show went on, it became a lot like this sort of multi headed thing, and really uh, dictated by what users did. I mean, like I do pull from other sources. Like a lot of the stuff I pull is from like Reddit or Twitter. Uh, Facebook sucks. <laughs> if you're yeah. trying to get video, it's 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 encoding is shitty and it's impossible to find anything on there. Now I was um, told back in 2017 on uh, on SB Nation uh, via Vox that we had to pivot because Facebook was uh, was doing all video. Was, that was, was was I lied to? That was I've a, been sleeping since 2019. That was great uh, when they were like, "Yeah, get really into Facebook streaming" because they just 
backed a dump truck full of money into like starved publications and we're like, you're, you're, you got to figure out what an RTMP, what RTMP is now. <laughs> you got to figure yeah. out like how OBS works. And it's like, okay, I guess you're giving us like a million dollars. I don't fucking know how, what the money was, but it was enough that I was, it was just like stupid and such a disaster. And so it was a disaster. Cause then, and they just turned the faucet off without warning. Like they always do with literally everything. Cause they're Facebook yeah. and they don't ever, uh, figure They don't know what the fuck their deal is at any moment. Cause it's like, uh, it's the worst part of a flat hierarchy. Most of these tech companies are just sort of like, are we still doing that? You know, like about every <laughs> every initiative they launch and then forget about. Um, but yeah, no, Facebook blows. Instagram is shitty for encoding. It's a bad place for photos. Um, it's not terribly optimized. Twitter sucks, but could get better if they tried. Mm-hmm. Um, and Reddit is good, but hard to pull from in certain ways. Um, but like, it's hard most- to search. Yeah, well, no, actually, if you, the thing is, like, if you go on the old Reddit, they, like, somebody there kept the old Reddit, and it's old.reddit.com, so if you want to, I'm not joking, so if you want to, like, turn off all the bullshit and just, like, look at, uh, like, a a layout of just, like, how it used to look, you just type Mm -hmm. that in when you're at there, and you can do things, like, you can't do anymore, or that are a pain in the ass to do now, like, uh, multi-reddits, for example, which is just, like, when you have, like, one Reddit, it's, like, 50 Reddits together, Mm. Um, very useful for, for what I do. Um, yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, they, they're just, these companies are just bad at indexing stuff because they want this, like everything to be done algorithmically and they don't want people to like find anything. They want it to like sort of be, they'll have this idea of it, like just sort of appearing organically. And it's like, no, I just need a fucking feed of, of, of how many people are playing animal crossing or whatever. And they, they're not interested in that. Yeah, you know, I haven't really thought about it that way. I mean, obviously the algorithm I've thought about, but like that idea that they're trying to manufacture something that feels organic, like feels like uh, the way it felt to, you know, find an album or something like that at a record store. Like, you know, oh, I found a video game that like I never played before. And in an era where, you know, that kind of organic discovery is, uh, if not completely impossible, at least super rare. Like I never really thought about the, the algorithm as like conveying that feeling of like, oh, I didn't search for this, but I came upon it. Yeah, I mean, like when you get into it, it, it it's it's like it sort of works, it sort of doesn't. Mm-hmm. Probably makes some money. I don't even know anymore. I've, I've got the sensation that Twitter is going to be gone in like a fucking year or something like that, or go bankrupt. Because that would be disastrous. Purely, well, just based purely on their on their ads, they're serving now. Like they're serving really cheap ads now. They're not good, and I I don't know. I guess would we all end up on like Parler? Just like kind of like push out the. Uh... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we just like like leave like like a fucking vault dweller or something. Oh, I can't imagine. I don't think I've been outside in three or four years. That's good. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah. So like one of the things that really really like is interesting to me about what you're saying uh, vis-a-vis video, um, just to kind of like step in, is like you know there's it's interesting thinking about highlight reel evolving as like what we want out of video game. Uh, video evolves as well. Like, especially if you think back, like, long, long ago, like, before before Highlight Reel, before internet video was, like, a plausible thing you could just stream without, like, you know, having to sit around for an hour. Um, like, anything that was released on, like, a video, a VHS or, like, uh, you know, like, G4 or whatever, right? Yeah. Those kinds of things were one particular thing, which is either people doing very badly at video games or people doing very well at video games. This is essentially like the bloopers or the highlights, like sports, sports stuff, like as you said. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really interesting to think about like this, this like intensification of not only, uh, you know, highlights and stuff, but intensification of 
okay, it's not just glitches, it's intentional glitches. It's not just intentional glitches, it's glitches that help me beat the game. Or if they don't help me beat the game, it helps me aestheticize the game. Like, there's such, like, a... Like, how 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 much of this just, like, evolved over, say, like, the past couple of years? How much of it is sort of, like, just an expression of something that's been there before? Like, do you have any feel for that? I mean, I, I think it's it's a it's a more... I don't think it's a, it's a new thing. I think it's just mm. been codified in certain ways and and i will say looking at all those clips has done something fucking weird to my brain like it has made me a weirder person to just get be like because certain things recur and you're like and you become familiar with them and like when you just get a hundred clips of you know like 200 clips or however many emails of just like of you're like oh okay yeah like particularly when a game release comes out I, I become very intimate with the contours of that game very, very quickly. And, or at least I did when I had a, a pretty active email box right now, I'm trying to build that back up and I'm hence, you know, going on, going on press tours, honestly, like, and like yeah, getting slumming it with us. No, I, 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 I was very nice. I've gotten some very nice shout outs by a lot of people. And, and, and like, I just want everyone who used to watch the show to be aware that it's there, even if they uh, don't subscribe or, or whatever. Uh, or I think people money. got pretty, I don't know, from my own, like, uh, I, I would say, like, from my own circles, people were excited about it in the same way that, like, or with the same sort of uh, reverence or interest that they were excited when Defector came out. Like, this this idea of, like, something that someone took away from them coming back. Yeah, um, and, and and I've gotten a lot of messages to that to that degree. And it, mm. it's always weird because, like, I've always felt a little weird because I was the senior at, at Kotaku and, like, I was in, basically in charge of the site. But it was, like, in charge of, like, you know, an under – basically not having much of a team to speak of. I mean, like, there were a lot of people – there were people who worked there. But, like, we never had enough people – what you would call, like, an adult, real, like, fully formed team the way any other website did. Yeah. And so like it was sort of hard because you're like, I was like, I'd like to do my thing and I would like to do things that were sort of interesting, but they're always tied to this brand. And it's a brand that has a lot of baggage. And, you know, uh, and that I was there. I was there for that baggage. I was there during uh, Gamergate and all of that shit. And like I saw and, you know, during the Hogan trial. And yeah. like it was interesting, like leaving and realizing, like, oh shit, I don't have to deal with any of that. I was like eight, eight and a half years, and then I like got out and I was like, oh, I don't have to deal with any of that shit anymore, man. I'm good. I don't like if something happens at that site, it's 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 uh, God bless, but it's not my my problem anymore. It's but, almost like I mean, it's almost like you lost the last name or something. Like you're no longer Chris Person Kotaku. You are yeah. just like your own sort of free agent. And I like that. Um, yeah. When somebody somebody released the episode, they they were like, "This sounds like you, but this sounds like your old show, but you're happier." Hmm. And I was like, "Yeah, I kind of am." And it's n- nothing to do with like and and like a lot of that's just working under uh, conditions uh, that are dictated by 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 uh, private equity guys. You know what I mean? Like that right. is it. And um, it's interesting. I was like before I got like. <laughs> I would say like an hour before I got laid off, I was telling somebody about the David Graeber book, Bullshit Jobs. And okay. I was just like, oh, yeah, you know how it's just sort of like, you know, um, your your job can feel weird when, when like metrics are kind of fuzzy and like the people above you are really just not really doing anything. These are people in charge of money are just sort of just sitting on a thing. Like yeah. th- th- that can feel fucking weird and it can make your job feel like looser. And like getting the rights to my show back, which oh, by the way is fully the union did that and was very supportive of that. And then being able to like own it has made me feel so much better about myself because it's also given me a lot of freedom to like, man, I don't know, I could do a bunch of shit with this. 
I do a bunch of shit with it that like I wasn't able to do before. And, uh, you yeah. know, I have a little bit more freedom to like not be tied to something. And I really like that. That's really cool. Like, I think there's, there's something and it's, it's kind of like, it's not ever really stated because of course, like private equity loves to say that you own the things that you made, like, because that's how you sell human capital. That's how you sell like the idea of entrepreneurship within a company. Mm -hmm. um, and they love that because that means you're going to work harder for less money because uh, you're invested in a thing. But like, there's something very true about like, and it's like not in the sort of like starting a small business way or whatever. Like, I'm not trying to say like, well, now you're really an entrepreneur, Chris. Uh, but like more like, you know, there's a way that like um, having a thing not be attached to someone else's thing, like having it be, you know, your highlight reel, not mm -hmm. Kotaku presents uh, Chris Person's highlight reel like that that does sort of make it like, I don't know, at least for me, when that's happened for me, like that, it makes it more real, makes it more like tangibly something that you can control as opposed to something almost at a, almost at like a, a not a, not a big reserve or not like a big gap, but like you hold it a, a bit away from you because you're like, well, it's sort of mine. The, the closest I can get to that, I will say is, is unionization. And it's the thing mm -hmm. that like, I've, I've, I honestly will say is, is, is overwhelmingly the most uh, satisfying part about uh, working is like is, is organizing and being with people that you trust and and honestly love, mm -hmm. you know, against uh, people who do you hate, you just don't like, <laughs> you just fucking hate those guys. Um, and so I think that like if yeah, putting when putting a part of yourself in the company that you work for, unionization or cooperative uh, cooperative ownership. I think cooperative ownership is better than unionization, obviously. Um, yeah. because you don't have, you know, uh, a weird Peter Thiel shaped guy, uh, coming in and being like trying to fight you for shit. But like, that's how you get, uh, a sense of meaning in your job. That's how you say get, that's how you get it because you're a part of it and you, what you do matters. And like, there's really never much discussion around like the emotional weight that, that, that by their, either of those processes really do change your dynamic with your job. Mm -hmm. Um, and it makes it a much more, uh, dynamic and interesting situation. Um, yeah. So yeah, shout out to the fucking union. Yeah. That's a, no, I mean, like, I feel like, and I was saying this to you before, like, I feel like GMG union doesn't always get the credit it deserves because there it, it's such a rough situation right now. Right. Um, yeah. like with, with Spanfeller and all that, like it is an extremely, it, it feels a little bit like a sinking ship and, and has since GMG acquired, but the union's there. And I mean, the union's doing stuff like getting, making sure you have yeah. the right to the thing you should have your rights to. Yeah. Like, they, they fought, they fought for me to get the show and it yeah. was not easy and they did, they did a job and now I can relaunch it as, as something I really like. Um, and like having that name matters. It like really does because people who don't aren't privy, people who are on YouTube who just see it. Yeah, are aren't privy to like any of this labor shit, any of the the relationship you have with your company, and they just say like, "Oh, highlight rails back," and like that made right. my my life so much easier. And um, and I got to really yeah. also also I got to really like take a month and like pre-visit and like do some work with um I don't know if you've seen the the new intro it's it's all and the new logo but that's all done by Sam and Andy Rolfes who are okay phenomenally good um uh artists and they they're just like phenomenal at they they were big fans of the show beforehand 
so like I, it was really nice to work with them and to be like, That's okay, cool. yeah. And like to like actually talk about influences because it made me understand my own show a little bit better. I was just like, mm. okay, you know, I always had the show as like, okay, it's kind of like sports center. It's kind of like Fox news or Fox sports, but it's also like, and like, then I um, in very intentionally made my, uh, my announcer voice similar to, uh, Steve Coogan. Okay. In yeah. sports desk, but with Alan Partridge. Um, I can see that. I hadn't really thought of that before, but yeah. This is sports desk. I'm Alan Partridge. And it's just like, it's a great day of sport. No. Um, but then we're like, oh, oh fuck it up. You know, what we also really like is like Toonami. We like Toonami mm. intros and Cletus the fucking Fox News, Fox Sports robot is, <laughs> Cletus the Fox Sports robot is an icon. Um, he is. I mean, but I, but that's like, it's like when you're tied to a brand, you can't do that. And then like Union fights for it and it's great. Yeah, and I think there's something like there's something kind of like loosely existentially terrifying about the idea of having like a I would imagine and like I guess I guess I could think about it if someone took over no cartridge or something like even you know it's a it's a smaller version of that but like there's something existentially terrifying about imagining you know you being pushed out of the thing that was if not defined by you at times then like people identified with you, it was sort of like a metonymy for you, like that was like something people thought of with you, then helmed by someone else. Like Highlight Reel is now like someone else's thing. Like that, that, that's something like, it's very depersonalizing. It's very kind of like scary in a weird way. Yeah, and, and a lot of people would have told them to fuck off, like if they yeah. tried that. And like that was the thing is like, I think a lot of the bargaining is like, look, you just fired the last, like there is no permanent video staff there now. Um, I think people are still doing things um, and much love to them, but like there, you know, you don't have, you're not going to do anything with this. You know yeah. what I mean? You're just going to sit on it and maybe like, just but maybe do something with it. Like three years down the line when all the audience has disappeared and I've done something else, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, it's, um, I find that people, so I have this grand theory of good, good YouTube, um, which is, um, people, have you ever watched Pluto TV? I know it. I haven't watched it though. I, what, how do I know that? It's, it is a, I believe a Viacom product and it is one of the most interesting, okay. uh, it's one of the only successful terrestrial TV recreations because what, what it is, is it's, it's a lot of, um, old, old, um, old broadcast media. I think some, some stuff, but it's all done in one, in like individual shows as channels, basically. Okay. So there's just a chance. So it like, it's, 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 um, you'll have like the TV guide thing. There's a Roku app for it. You can watch on, on, on webs and it's all like ad supported, uh, premium, semi premium stuff. So you'll see like, okay, here's Beavis and Butthead without the music videos, but whatever. I know they, that's a rights thing. And then they'll, you'll, but there's like one channel. We were like, uh, in a, in a cabin upstate and there's one channel that's just anti antiques. Wow. Okay. So if you have a Roku, if you are ever in an Airbnb and you need to something to watch, download okay. that app and like watch Antiques Roadshow UK because that is all we wanted was just to watch one show for like. That's like that's also hours. a comfort suit. That's great. And that's what. But those are the best people. The best people are on YouTube are people who do mm -hmm. like one thing and then do it really well. So you have. um is it Luke Towen who does all of the really intricate um, oh, yeah. Yeah, miniatures? Yeah. He's really good. Or um, the guy who eats MREs um, or the, the god himself, um, Kiwami <laughs> right. Japan. 
Um, there's a guy I follow. In fact, I've actually, uh, if you fo- go to Highlight Reel, I just have started creating a public playlist of like oh, cool. people I follow. And aside from aside from uh, from uh, No Clip, who are great and who helped a little bit oh, when good. this all came up and helped a significant amount. Um, none of them are gaming. Um, Kiwami Japan, though, the best, the knife guy. Like, you know, people want a playlist of stuff and they want to continue to watch it. And that's how people told me they interacted with what I did. They were like, I'll just throw yeah. the whole playlist on. And, and like, that's good YouTube. The good YouTube is just like, I, I want to watch an entire fucking channel of Monster Factory. Yeah, it reminds me um, of like when I got briefly into, actually, I guess this was before I started the podcast, but like, I, I just was getting back into gaming and then I just got really into watching uh let's plays like i watched uh like the um like uh oh what's that uh like slow beefs let's plays and stuff like that like Mm -hmm. oh slow beefs yeah yeah i love let's plays they're really really good um but like yeah like do i watch those and i would put them on as like uh you're right like as a playlist i'd be like i don't really care what he's playing next i just want to watch him play you know like silent hill or not silent hill 2 but uh uh, clock tower 2 or i want to watch him play you know, this dumb game or this good game. Like, it didn't really matter. It wasn't like I was searching out. And, like, you know, YouTube really wants you to search out very specific content. Like, I want reactions to, like, this particular release. Um, But Mm -hmm. there is something just, like, a lot more satisfying about knowing that I just want to watch someone's stuff, whether it's old or new or directly relevant or not. Ramblack is really good if you ever want to uh, just a playlist nice, to shit yeah. up on your TV. Uh, is a person who uh, lives in Japan and has a gimbal and will just walk around different neighborhoods uh-huh. in Tokyo for an hour. So if you have an eight, if you have a 4K television, Ramblack's the fucking shit because it's just like, oh, okay, you want to go to Shimakitazawa and just like walk for like an hour straight and then like put, I don't know, like an NTS mix under it or, or you know, like some, some weird audio, audio, some like weird music under it like that's he's that sounds really good so good so good and like people like regularity you know what i mean they like they like people who do one thing um or or even can mix it up but like they they like things that are reliable and like i know that's that's a lot of what people i think like about the show and i don't think it would have worked if they tried to do it again because they don't know my they don't know my tone and they definitely don't have my voice and like a lot of people are just like oh yeah i watch this with my wife every week and it's just like comfort you know what i mean it is comfort i'm comforted by this voice that you've created and this tone that you've created and the regularity it's like a bedtime story you know that you do over and, and over I, again. I think like a part of that really speaks to uh you know what a lot of these valuations of um well especially journalism but like i think video maybe even more so like as a specific thing uh the valuations kind of miss where like you look at something like, okay, so like, uh, what can we do with this brand or what can we do with this platform or whatever as like a, uh, you know, venture capitalist or private equity person or whatever. And the literally like the quality of television or, or YouTube or whatever almost always devolves upon like the actual work of the person who is either presenting it or creating it or some combination of the two. Like it's a team or a person or an individual. Like you mentioned Alan Partridge, like, I mean, like the Steve Coogan, Alan Partridge thing, like that's, that's like, that wouldn't be the same if it wasn't Alan Partridge, right? Like that wouldn't, you have to have him Mm -hmm. doing it or like you have to have you doing highlight reel. Like that's a, that's a very, that's the thing that value, values a, uh, a worker in a way that I don't feel is 
particularly common in, in contemporary labor, like outside of, I guess, the gig economy and stuff. But it is super important. I'm, I'm, I've been trying to think about what to call this sort of it's because it's kind of an older form of relationship that you can have with a viewer. And it's not mm-hmm. parasocial necessarily. Like I've thought about my show and I was like, I don't think it is parasocial unless like people want to follow me and like watch me tweet about politics badly. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like listening to radio and I don't know what you would call that. Um, because you're, you're like, there is certain, a certain element of like, oh damn, what's this person I know up to. But it's sometimes it's also just like, um, just a soothing bomb. I don't know. Maybe it is parasocial. I don't know. But it's just, it's, 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 it seems older. It seems like an older impulse. It almost, I mean, this is the second time I've used this word, but it's almost like a metonymic where like you take, you have like, I'm thinking of like Vin Scully, who's a, mm-hmm. a baseball announcer um, or was, he's retired, but uh, was a baseball announcer for the Los Angeles Dodgers, Brooklyn Dodgers when they were there. And like, you know, I, I, he gets a lot of flack for various reasons, whatever, but like, you know, it's sort of it's sort of cringe or old, you know, uh, uh, hacky to like Vince Vince Scully. He's like the best at what he does, um, or was. But there, there's a lot of people like this, like um, oh, the the Brewers announcer, Phillies classic announcer Harry Callis before he passed away. But like Scully's the best version of this, where like if I listen to Vince Scully, you may as well just say, okay, like you're listening to the franchise, the Los Angeles Dodgers, or you're listening to the concept of baseball when you listen to this. It's not like I'm listening to him because I want to be friends with him. I'm listening to him because that's a way of accessing the actual sport in my brain. Mm-hmm. In the same way that, you know, people who really like Highlight Reel might hear your voice and say like, oh, this is like video games to me, or this is like a, a certain kind of video game entertainment to me. Like that is what Chris is. Not necessarily parasocial, but like almost almost a part of. Yeah, it's, it's also weird because I get a lot of people who don't play games that much. Mm-hmm. And like, they're like, oh, I don't, your your show reads to me, even though I don't play games or like parts of your show. Sometimes oh, I get great. a little in the weeds with like, and it's hard to like figure out like how much do I have time to contextualize and, and how much should I contextualize this or how much should I let it, let the thing speak for itself. Um, but like a lot of people are like, oh yeah, I just like, it's, it's, I, I can understand it. And like, mm. I don't necessarily have to be in the weeds or like sometimes they're like, I know that certain things are out based on how, based on you talking about them. Oh, cool. Um, or like it's, You're a little like The Daily Show that way. Yeah, well, The, the Daily Show was I mean, sort of uh, like that. I mean, like, you know what I mean? The, yeah. I hope you mean old Daily Show. Um, yeah. No, no, current. I'm a big, yeah, I'm big, a big Trevor current thing. Daily Show guy. Yeah, huge Trevor. We have the same so it's, name. It's I Trevor's got to stand. And a, um, we got it. Uh, awful. <laughs> but yeah, Classic Daily Show was like that. Like you learned about it for a while there in like the Bush era. I think for a lot of people, it sort of served as an actual news channel. Like as much as they sort of tried to shy away from that, it's sort of the same thing with you. Like you're not doing a video game news show, but yeah. people might get their news from you anyway. Yeah, and 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 um, it's it's interesting also because there's um, I don't know. I'm also I'm also in a very weird space right now because like I'm trying I'm tr- basically trying to fund this with Patreon. I mean I think a lot of us are mm-hmm. um, out there, yeah. and it's like um, I hope that people will will support. A lot of people have actually. Um, uh, so far, so far done that. And it's obviously like a precarious time to try to launch anything where you're asking people for money, like probably the mm-hmm. worst time in dead, say decades. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I, maybe, maybe I, or, in 2008, just mean, it would have been yeah. 
comparably, but it's it, I would I would say it edges it. it, it in terms of yeah, like the, the actual again. amount of money that people disposable income that people have to support people. That's just that. Like you might have the structure. You might have better. to go back to the forties. Yeah, the structures you know, are better, like that, but yeah. like yeah, people are mm-hmm. not in 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 good places. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, it's, it's interesting because you're, you, you know, like I'm trying to figure out best, the best ways to basically live and be able to, to, I mean, ideally I'd just like to do this, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I would love to be able to do it. Like I started a, I actually set up like an S corp and shit for, um, for this just cause it's easier on your taxes and you know, like nice. all that, do, do all the stuff that you have to do when you get income from Patreon that like is boring to most people, but like fascinating to me i probably should actually set up an escort for no they're great I'm yeah no i declaring it as 1099 it's it's um i think it's better for your um for your taxes to be an escort um but no it's 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 interesting because you're like okay like it's, it's a real challenge of just like how do i do this and live how can i do this in a way that like people will support and like you know um it's it's weird. It's it's an uncertain time, but I'm actually yeah. really excited about everything going forward. I'm excited that people are coming out of the, uh, out of everywhere and being like, "Yeah, dude, I, I, me and my wife love your show. We constantly watch it. It's it's a source of. I've been watching this for like 500 episodes. Wow. Yeah, we started on five, and also I started where I left off num- numerically. So I start first episode is 557. I'm not. I will not let them yeah. break the continuity. I'm not starting from. I'm not setting resetting the speedometer for them. We, you know, you see how well that works with like comic book companies. It doesn't work at all. People get people get mad and want the old eight hundred back. So yeah, keep it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I've, I've also, it's interesting also because now I have a different relationship with my audience. Um, part of the Patreon thing is we have Discord benefits, so I've been building up the Highlight Reel Discord, and it's been really good to talk to people and like talk about clips and like talk about how people are playing, just like hang out with people in a way that mm-hmm. I probably couldn't. If I tried that at Kotaku, you know what I mean? Because you would have just gotten a bunch of like uh, Kotaku and action shitheads just jumping into a disc. I was going to say, you know what I mean? Kotaku and action would make that so tough. God, those guys suck. Um, like, um, really you know, you'd just be a bunch of gremlins coming out of the word work and being like, just saying things. Whereas if you have a, a Patreon, um, people are behave themselves in discords when they have to pay money or when they, when it requires supporting a show to do it. They're like, they're very behaved. Yeah. They don't, they don't act transphobic or racist or, um, sexist or, or. Well, it's, it's self-selecting too. Cause like probably people who want to support you on Patreon are not going to be like transphobic, sexist people because your content isn't transphobic and sexist. It's like, you know, they're not just happening upon it. Well, I mean, with YouTube, you never know, but like, I not think true. a lot of people are pretty well, well, I think most, the majority of people who would, who would support me are, are pretty well behaved. But it's also it's yeah. also like I'm able to talk about like what people find interesting and like change the show a little more dynamically than when I had to do it like through a brand. And a lot of mm. people were like, I literally only subscribed to the channel because of you. And now I can just do now I can just subscribe to you. And it, it, it's a better <laughs> it's a it's, it's frankly a better relationship to have with this show to sort of segment it off. Yeah, no, I totally agree. So I wanted to ask you, we're, we're coming up to the end. So I wanted to ask you um, a question that I selfishly wanted to hear about, uh, which I've always wondered, how does your, how do you, how do you feel about gaming yourself personally, you as, as Chris, feel about gaming as also the person who makes Highlight Reel? Because I mean, it would seem to me that that would very much impact your relationship with just like sitting down and gaming as, you know, any, any sort of gaming job would, but maybe even 
especially when your job is you know, going through clips of bloopers or highlights or glitches and stuff? Well, um, it's weird. Um, I have to cover a, a pretty broad section of gaming, so I at least have to mm-hmm. be aware of of how of how things work. So I have to basically update myself on everything a little bit. Yeah, you know, like I I follow like changes in Rainbow Six. I follow. I mean, like I've mainly just been playing a lot of Valorant and Magic: The Gathering and um, Crusader Kings. Okay. I really should not be getting back into Magic: The Gathering. This is the worst time. Economic being, being economic. A lot of people dude, are, dude. It's it's good now, man. Draft is really fun. Um, I like the current meta. I don't know, man. I haven't played since fourth grade, but I, or fifth grade, excuse me. But uh, I don't know. People are trying. People are like tempting me. I'm getting that old feeling of like pulling the polar kraken uh, dude. out of the starter dude, pack. There's so many going. krakens right now. Ikoria, oh, they have man. they have a whole dude. They have a whole lot of krakens. A lot of crap. Oh, that was on. like that was my jam. I I tried to I tried to shoehorn that card into every game, and it's like cost like eleven mana or something like that to summon. It was, uh, okay, it was always so good. Real quick, there's an enchantment: one colorless, one blue. You put a a a, 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 a every a, every time I think you draw, you put like a, a a counter on it, and when you hit eight, you can get an eight eight. Oh, and it's some it makes so an eight eight uh, 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 kraken. It's a real fun. It's a, you you'd love bullshit like that, man. It's fucking great, man. I I'll just, I will not get, get you get back into it. You have a fucking family. I don't. I'm I'm well, you know. Um, and I got a brand. You do have a brand, <laughs> but I will play with you if you're falling from the grace. Okay. Um, great. But no, I mean like Wonderful. it's it's you. It's it's weird. I mean like because I I I feel like um I feel like I'm in a better place because a I have time to game a little bit more and mm. the way in which I game is not, is not so compulsory mm. um, because like you have to be aware of the stuff for coverage. I would have to do like, I'd be doing like I had other duties in addition to the show that made doing the show harder. And yeah. now when I just have that, I can simply game. Um, right. I like gaming, man. I fucking, I think it's fucking great. You know, it's this fucking fake video games. I think it's in a really weird place at, because of the economy. Um, like these console releases are coming up and like, yeah, granted Microsoft did a smart question mark move sort of, um, with what it's doing. Although I hear, I'm not sure about that console specifically. Um, it's a little weird, but it's, yeah, yeah, we're getting storage works and all. Yeah. We're getting into like weirdly incremental parts and then like people, nobody's going to have fucking money, uh, unless there's a stimulus or something like that. And the fact that they're like foregrounding, like I, uh, a buddy of mine, uh, did like Facebook, uh, back to Facebook, uh, but worked at Facebook for a while as like a content uh, filter person. Yeah. So he had to see all the stuff. Like, he saw all the racist stuff. And like Facebook is working uh, through, is being sort of like forced to give a, a settlement to anyone who was doing that um, because it you know, Traumatic. gave them a reparable PTSD and stuff like that. Yeah, awful, awful stuff. Um, but his first comment was, I guess I can get a PS5. Like, you know, the, 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 and like you know, he he was half joking, half serious, but like uh, and in good humor all around. But like, it is. It's either stimulus, uh, lucky money, like money you happen to come into, or you go into Hawk to PlayStation to buy it, yeah, or X or Microsoft to buy it. It's like, man, that sucks. But it's also so dire. But it's like, what what, what the fuck else are you going to do? Like, pay your medical bills? No. Like you know, like <laughs> nobody nobody's going to like get like I'm I, I'm looking at getting Cobra. Like down the line, and like that <laughs> shit's gonna cost me like nine hundred dollars a month if I if yeah. I get it, and, you know, like 
shit's bad, man. Like, you know, everyone's bad. So it's like, fuck it, let's game. Like that's really, I feel like a lot of people are getting more frivolous or got a lot, got a little frivolous with shit because they just like, what the fuck else do you do, man? The fucking half the country's on fire. The other one has a fucking hurricane on it. Shit looks bad. So, yep. uh, but like, I don't know how many people are going to like give a shit about the console releases, uh, but I think a lot of pe- people do. It's going to be a kind of self, not self-destructive, but like, just like, well, what the fuck else am I going to do? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, the, 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 the illusion of, quote unquote responsible purchases is kind of out the window. Yeah. It's sort of like, well I mean, yeah, so like if you have a family or whatever, yeah, yeah, there's yeah, always yeah. ways to be responsible. Sure, fine. Like, but like it, you can still understand that feeling no matter what your situation is, because like you think back and you're like, okay, like if I didn't literally have like, okay, I need to probably buy food for the kid. Or like, oh, I could, you know, I could be spending this on someone else or whatever. Like to put all that aside, like what are you gonna invest? Yeah, you're gonna like buy buy land. Like it's 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 a weird like. Where are you going? I, I, I don't. Yeah, where are you going to buy land that won't be fucked up by climate change? Like what? Yeah, like, I don't know. Like get? it's. Yeah, it's like a. I mean, and 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 maybe you know, maybe there's one place you can buy. Maybe maybe there are responsible decisions, but like the specter of all of this climate change, the pandemic, uh, the recession, all, all this stuff. Like that is like it is it's too much to think about and th- and like think through strategically. So people, yeah, I think you're right. People are just getting stuff that makes them feel good. Yeah. The, the only options you have are hopefully move to like, I don't know, a Scandinavian country that's good. Uh, that like, that, that, that is high enough in the fucking, uh, the, the there are three. So pick, pick carefully. Finland. <laughs> okay. The, 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 good one. Um, the other ones are living and dying in Finland. Yeah. Why not? Um, uh, <laughs> or, um, or just like fight it out here. I mean, like, it's just like, or maybe just give up and give up. And like, there's this, there's a strain of like sort of learned helplessness that happens when, when, when you're, def, when you're, when you're just looking at the fucking barrel of a gun, uh, yeah. emotionally, metaphysically. And I think a lot of people are just fucking gaming cause they got nothing else to do. You know what I mean? Like they, I mean, there are other things to do yeah. where they, 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 they can't figure a way to do it. And uh, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, it's not even about like, well, are there responsible the ways to spend your money? Are there other things to do? It's absolutely it's, are. Can you? Th- yeah, and, and sure, fine. But like, can you think of other things to do? Do you have the ability at this point to think through it? And a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't have can't the, blame them. Yeah, nobody has the, a lot of. We, we, we've, had, we've just had the most scarring fucking year possible. Everybody. Yeah. And like, the, I don't begrudge people for not having any kind of emotional strength left. You know what I mean? To to, yeah. to be an activist, to be. Um, I don't know, like a fucking gorilla or whatever. I just like somebody who's just gonna gonna do something like cool, you know. Somebody who like can like plan, uh, you know, chart out like, okay, this is where climate change is gonna hit X, Y, and Z pretty well. So I probably not move to the West Coast. Probably move should move to the East Coast. Probably might, right? You know, hide myself in a crate and with with like a barrel full of money to go to Canada <laughs> or something like that. Like I don't, you know, I don't know. Nobody fucking knows, man. And like, yeah, I don't know. Simply gaming yeah. is, 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 is understandable. Yeah. There's no, yeah. Yeah. Actually it's as good a place to end as any. Um, I think that's right. You know, I think you're right. There's like, we don't have to morally justify an escape anymore. It could just be an escape. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's whatever. 
So speaking of escapes, speaking where people can find escapes, because I feel like your show is a bit of an escape, a bit of a comfort food for me as well. Uh, tell us where we can find it, where we can support it. Uh, you know, uh, give us your home address so we can mail you strange objects, uh, whatever you want. Um, the easiest place is probably on Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash highlight reel. Um, just because I haven't gotten, it's one of those things where like, uh, the biggest problem is like building up a channel because you have to get like certain numbers of like registered users and like hours before the benchmarks the, yeah, are brutal. You, you have yeah. to like, they, I kind of want somebody to just like give me the keys to like the YouTube studio or so I can just like have them like be like, look, I was like, look, I did fucking 557 of these. Can I, can you just, can you just like give me that weird little, uh, it's funny. We had a chance to get the like little belt buckle they sent you or whatever, Ooh. or the little th- placard. And I never, I was never interested in that at all, but now I want it like with a hunger I want, I want, <laughs> like, I have such a hunger to do that. But, um, but yeah, I'm highly real on YouTube, although there's another guy who does like highlight clips. That's uh, probably kind of pain in the ass, but like, um, you can search me and find me there and it's not the okay. Kotaku site, but like the easiest way is literally just to look at the, the Patreon and, and I, I post up uh, updates there and, uh, it, and what's the submission email again? Uh, clips at highlightreel.info. And Got so yeah, you okay. can do that. Okay. And, um, and I have various tiers and if you pay me enough money, I will put your name in the credits. Ooh, that's a big one. People love that. Yeah, no, please, please be a real producer. Um, or, or if you want to, uh, just even if you want to give uh, three or five bucks, uh, you can be a part of the Patreon, uh, supported discord and, uh, send us clips that way. And I will say hi Not to bad. you. There you go. Uh, Couldn't ask for much better. Well, Chris, let's talk again soon. I, I feel like it, it was too long between the last two, but uh, let's uh, let's talk again soon. And uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing all your work with this. Like this is uh, this is one of the rare cool things that's happened. I'm very, you know, I'm it, it's 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 always a little rocky at first, but I really do have a lot of. I really do feel good about this. Good. No, it's. I mean, that 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 makes me feel good. So. Uh, Come on again soon? Well, yeah, sure. Let me know. All right. Wonderful. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to No Cartridge. If you'd like to support us further, please consider going to patreon.com slash no cartridge or for a one-time donation, paypal.me slash hegelbon, H-E-G-E-L-B-O-N. It's really, really helpful for all of us to be able to support uh, the many people who make the show, uh, you know, myself included, but also our producers and various co-hosts um, and, and writers and artists. Thank you so much for listening. Please remember to like, subscribe, share any of those things that would let other people get the quality video game analysis that you've grown accustomed to.